Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. Right, so we're kind of in the tail end of our The New F Word series. If you, you know, haven't been to church for the last two months, this has been the current series is Forgiveness, The New F Word, just talking really about the power of when we as people choose the pathway of forgiveness as opposed to the pathway of unforgiveness. We've been looking a lot um, at the passage or the Jesus' teaching out of Matthew 18 where he's contrasting a man who has is, who is forgiven a huge amount, who then goes out, finds someone who owes him very little, and punishes him for what he owes him, and the subsequent life that that man then has to live because he um, is harboring unforgiveness in his life. And the whole thrust of the New F Word series is to encourage us to choose every day and choose over and over again the pathway of forgiveness. Because uh, the pathway of forgiveness is the pathway of freedom for you. When you choose to forgive someone, you yourself choose to let yourself go and let yourself live in the fullness of life that can be found through a forgiving heart. When we choose to hold on to unforgiveness, when we choose to remain the judge, the juror, and the executioner of everyone in our life, you will find it sucking the very life out of you. But as we forgive, as we let go, and as we trust God that He is just, that He is good, and that He is faithful, we can trust Him with the people that we are letting go, with the people that we even would say they owe us. We choose to say, you no longer owe us, so I'm letting you go. I'm taking back that place in my heart that I was using for unforgiveness and resentment, and I'm, I'm taking that back for freedom and joy and peace and a great life that is in front of me. So uh, I hope next week, actually, we're going to be doing on our Sunday morning service testimonies of forgiveness and the great power um, in people's lives that they have and the freedom they've found as they have chosen to boldly take or boldly walk the path of forgiveness. So uh, it's going to be great. But I need a couple of volunteers for this morning's service. A couple of blokes, in fact, not a couple of ladies. Don't all come up at once. I will choose people. If you don't, it isn't going to embarrass you much. No, it's not going to embarrass you at all. But a um, couple of guys. Let's go. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff is not a couple. Here's a, yeah, Jonathan. Good man. Here we go. Jonathan, oh, and, oh, we got three now. We got a, oh, no, here we go. No, no, come, Jonathan, come. We'll save Jordan for another. I, I'll, I'll keep that in my memory bank. Jordan wants to volunteer. He wants to. <laughs> and um, Carl's, because it's our last 10.30 a.m. service, I thought we would just have lollies. So um, they're going to throw them, throw them to you, not at you. But uh, come on. So, uh, yeah. Oh, look, it's a milkshake, my favorite, right at the back. All right, I don't normally do this, but we don't want Jacob to miss out. <laughs> or Jenny, there you go, just as well, she's hiding behind a computer. But uh, So there you go, make sure you come back next week, be uh, throwing out something else. Uh, 
And hopefully if you're chewing on a lolly, it'll keep you quiet. No talking. And there is minties in there, and I take no responsibility for lost fillings. That is entirely up to you. If you're brave enough to chew on a minty, do so at your own risk. That is a disclaimer from C3 Church Topol that uh, we'll not be paying dental bills for lollies. But here, we're going to base this morning's message, we'll get to you guys in just a second, out of, um, this is one of my favorite messages to preach. As a, as a, I often preach, um, and I love it, every, every Sunday pretty much, that's a lot of content. So it's good to go back to, you know, the, the classic hits sometimes and dredge up, you know, a message that I love to preach, and I'm just going to use part of it this morning. So uh, Songs of Solomon 2 Verse 15 says this, Catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards that are in bloom. A vivid picture of, um, of, what's, of the havoc that a small thing can bring to something far larger than what it is. Here's the writer of Songs of Solomon showing us something really important. He's saying, don't ignore the small things in life because they're most probably the things that are going to cause you the most trouble in life. He's saying, so he's using the illustration of a vineyard that is in bloom. You know, you drive down to the Hawke's Bay in uh, summertime, you know, early autumn, and you look across the vineyards and they're covered in green leaves and you wind down the window and you can smell grapes. Like it's the best thing ever. It's like the smell of, um, of summer, it's the smell of new wine, it's the smell of a harvest, it's the smell of just general good times, the sun shining, the air smells like wine, like what could possibly go wrong. And uh, so that's the picture, but the, and the writer is saying, catch the, the foxes that seek to destroy the dream, the harvest, or the, the good things that you have in store, that God has in store for your life. And he's saying it is the small things that can do the greatest damage in our lives. It's the small things that we can even dismiss as like, oh, that isn't a big deal. Oh, that's just, it was nothing. What that person said to me, what that person did to me, you know, it was nothing. I'm over it. I'm going to forget about it. But unless we catch it and deal with it, we're letting it run wild in our lives. And that small fox is something that seeks to disrupt and disturb the harvest and the vineyards of our lives. So these guys, I'll make Jonathan, Jeff can be the the. I can't even know what they're called, but I've got some stuff under this. Jonathan, you can put this backpack on. Now, we're just going to do a little journey through life, which is going to lead us back to the Scripture and the importance of us being people who are diligent to catch sneaky foxes that seek to run around in our lives. Now, you look, yeah, boy, you just suited up. He's, this is the, so this backpack is... Um, this is like us, this is like our life. We, most of us here, there may be a few young, uh, young ones in the room that are still living kind of under the care and protection and bludging off their parents financially. But you know, I hate to ruin your life, but that will end and you will have to get your own life or your own backpack. So this backpack kind of represents the beginning of your independent life. You grow up, you kind of you know, you're 13, in Jesus' name, you get a job and you start to pay board and food money to your parents. 
no, no, sorry. But you, this is like your life, your own life starts to begin. You get your independence, you can, you can, you get money, and you start to build your own life. So this backpack represents Jonathan building his own life. So Jeff, you're going to help him build his life because it's hard to pack your own bag once it's on your back. But life is not like you don't pack. So let's, no, you don't pack all of your life like before you set off, like you do tramping, like I'm going to get everything I need and I'll put it in my bag and I'm going to set off. Life is like this, this journey of accumulation. Like you accumulate a car, you accumulate a job, you accumulate a wife. No, you don't accumulate a wife. But you know, you accumulate a hobby and these things we add to it, we kind of learn on the hoof. We add them to our life as we go through the journey of life. It's not like you're 15 and you, you just get the whole package and like, there you go, you're, you're set for life. You got, you know, you got the life package um, with the upgrade. And so, so maybe you um, will go to this, this suitcase here, Jeff. So in this suitcase represents some things in life. So you, you get your independence. And one of the first things that goes with independence is um, snow boots. So maybe a hobby. And those were, those were conveniently tied together in the, pre, the first service to be hung around someone's neck. So, you know, you, you, take just, you, know, you drape them over, over Jonathan's neck because, you know, he's got the responsibility of a hobby. He wants to go snowboarding, so he buys a life pass. He buys a snowboard. He buys, you know, all the kit to go. Well, it's a bit of responsibility. You've got to look after this gear, make sure it's, it's good to go. But uh, I, he, has to, he has to pay for it somehow, so he, he gets a job. He, uh, so that can go on the backpack, Jeff. Or he may, um, you know, he may, he may get an office job, may become an accountant or a lawyer, or he may become a, a tradie. But, you know, it's all part of the responsibility of life. Now he's got to get up in the morning and get to the office or get to the, the workshop. It's part of the responsibility. He may start his own business. So he has staff. He has teams, he has people in his life that are counting on him to pay his paycheck or to pay their paycheck, you know, to make sure they're getting holiday pay. And this is, this is part of, of life is you, he gets his job, so he gets a hobby. Boom, I'm going to go, you know, snowboarding in Switzerland. And he's like, I can't pay for it. So I get a job to pay for it, but he can't get there. So he has to buy a car. Um, that's a battery out of a jet ski, but it could be another hobby. So that'll fit in there. This thing actually is quite heavy when it's full. We put the battery in first in the last service, but that's it. It'll fit. Yeah, it's in. But Jonathan and you, all of us, we're built for it. We're like built for responsibility. None of this represents anything bad, this weight and this stuff going on, but it represents the responsibilities that we carry in life. So... um. And then he buys a home on a budget, <laughs> a home away from home. And that actually can clip. There's some little, some little clips there. So he purchases, you know, now he's got a mortgage to pay. He's got power to keep on. He has to get unlimited broadband and Netflix. So, um, yeah, it's a huge responsibility. And everything, he has to buy a lawnmower to cut the grass and, and take the trash out. And this is part of adding to his life. He's got, he's got his hobbies. He's got his job. He's got his home. He's got his vehicles. And it's all part of, this is all part of life. Most of us this is our life right here. We've got, we've got a hobby, things we love to do. We've got, um, you know, and some of us have dreams as well. The boating magazine. So 
They just go off to the side uh, for a little while. And there's water because uh, part of any backpack should be water, apparently. Hydration, going the distance. But like this is, this is your life. Edu- maybe the hobby of reading, can he, does he, can he afford to read? Definitely, just to re-educate, to, you know, like some people, they stud, they're studying part-time. They've got their, their life, they've got their hobbies, they've got their job. It's an excellent book. They're, and they're studying on the side as well. They're, they're re-educating themselves. Some people in this room may be studying by correspondence or whatever, studying to, to further your education. And, uh, and these blocks of wood don't really represent a lot. But, uh, you know, you're kind, of, you're kind of managing. Oh, you could zip that up maybe, Jeff. Thank you. You're, kind of, you're managing. Life is, is going along well. And then, and then this huge black suitcase that doesn't kind of fit with the backpack. Like, this is kind of the, like, I'm going to rough it. I'm going to travel. You know, I'm going to go on adventures. And, and this is the, like, more I just want to travel in luxury and go from, you know, lounge to lounge to lounge. But opposites attract, right? So along comes the wife. And just kind of saddles up alongside there. Just, and that's, that's another, oh, it's a big responsibility, particularly as a bloke or if you're a, a woman, this could, this could very much be, you know, a, a lady, doesn't have to be a bloke. Your husband comes along, your opposite comes along, and now you're negotiating the, the weight, the complexities of cohabitating with the, one, the opposite gender, but two, the opposite personality type, the opposite dream type, all sorts of opposites collide in the marriage relationships, and it's just part of the weight of life. Like, this is our lives. We've got hobbies, we've got homes, we've got education, we've got jobs, we've got water because we don't get dehydrated. We've got, you know, and we've got our opposite that wants to come along with us, and, you know, sometimes that takes a little bit of figuring out. And then we've got this last one here, the baby. It's well-strapped. <laughs> Well strapped in, and uh, and that that goes on the other side of um, of John. And this this kind of this is how life grows and how life builds. But like the pack is built for it, and this is quite heavy now, right? It's got a bit of weight, but like it's built for it. Like Jonathan is built to carry the weight. The pack is designed to to carry the weight. It's none of this. Is, is bad, none of this is neat. This is life, and this is great, a full life, sometimes a complex life, a life with lots going on, but nonetheless, a great life. And this is how we are designed as, as human beings, is to carry weight, not to run from it, not to be afraid from it, not to, you know, throw off responsibility, but as life builds and as life grows and gets added to, this becomes our life it becomes more complex, it becomes more full, and it becomes more heavy. Maybe your business plants franchises all around the nation. Now there's more weight with your business. Your team grows, you, your family grows, like you start with one children. And we met some people, we met some people the other day, they had seven children, they had three, they went for one more, had twins, they went for one more, had triplets. <laughs> True story. True, like that is. Like, what did they do? Um, so this is, this is life, and it's heavy, and it's full. So, and this is the kind of lives that you can live. Like, Jesus came that we may have life and have it abundantly. 
Are the unseen things over Jonathan are dreams and aspirations, spiritual calling, you know, the call of God that's on his life. All of those things have weight attached to it, wanting to walk out amongst all this. God, where are you in this? And what's the call? And what's the, 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 the supernatural or the heaven mission that is on my life that wants to get mixed in all of this? That's another weight that we carry in life. And God wants you to be able to live a full life, but to live a full life well. I came that you may have life and have it abundantly, have, have a great, great life. And so we come back to Songs of Solomon and maybe we'll just, should we just unload you actually? Because thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Maybe might need it. That thing's going to, yeah. Because there is more to the illustration, but. But he says, the writer says, catch the foxes, the small foxes that ruined the vineyard. Now, Jonathan dressed in those shoes. You could probably walk a, a reasonable distance with that pack on, like the journey through life, carrying it. But the, the writer of the book is telling us to, to not worry about the vineyard, but worry about the small fox. Like the vineyard's going to grow, the vineyard's going to get fruit. Yes, it needs tending, it needs pruning, it needs, it needs watering. But he's saying, catch the small fox that seeks to disrupt, that seeks to ruin the vineyard. Now, this here is kind of like the modern day vineyard. The dreams, the prosperity, the future, the hope, all the things that, that we want in life that we are believing for. Is like, it's like the, the farmer believing for the harvest of his vineyard. He's believing for a great harvest of grapes. He's believing that it's going to be great wine that comes from them. And he's saying to catch the fox, the small fox that seeks to disrupt all of this. And the small fox in our example is simply what is represented in this one little cup. It's just these. It's just a few little stones. This is the modern day fox. Like Jonathan all shouldered up with all the burden. He was, he was good to go to do the journey. But if I asked him to pull his shoe off and just slip one of these into the end of his sock, maybe, maybe a couple of these little, little stones right here. Like in comparison to all of what life has going on, hobbies, family, marriages, homes, motor vehicles, education, water, the whole lot. In light of all of that, the size of a stone is, is of insignificance. Like if I throw it into the mix, it just pretty much disappears like it's not even in there. But that stone inserted at the end of Jonathan's shoe, he might get to the end of the room all right. He might get to the end of the street all right. But I doubt he'll get to the town center before that little stone in the end of his shoe became a bigger deal. I might get out, out the gate, round the corner, down the road and think, you know, I can live with this. I, it's, so, it's, it's no big deal. It's just, it's just a little stone. It's just a, a small fox. What harm could it possibly do? You know, we'll go downtown and we'll find Jonathan crawling along on his hands and knees trying to make process. He would have been overcome by the weight of the pack. It would have been too much to juggle and handle not because he's not built for it, but because there's a stone in the end of his boot. There's something small and undoubt within his life that is now messing up 
all of this. And it's unforgiveness so many times is one of the small stones in the human heart that brings so much disruption to the lives that God has for us to live. And so you're designed to carry weight of call, weight of responsibility, weight of jobs, weight of family, weight of marriages, but you're not designed to carry unforgiveness in your heart, and you're not designed to walk with stones in your shoes. We must stop and we must deal with the small foxes that seek to ruin the vineyard. We must stop and deal with the small stones in our boots. We must stop and deal with the small wounds in our hearts, lest they become a huge big deal and disrupt the whole plan that we have for life. Like what's a fox in the size of a vineyard? What's one fox in 30 acres of vineyard? Well, the writer of the book obviously had witnessed the destruction one fox could cause in a big vineyard. Enough so that he wrote it down for us to read thousands of years later. And for us, the issue of forgiveness or the issue of unforgiveness can be the matter of fullness and and joy and, and getting through life well or getting through life with a hard, bitter, unhappy heart. And God's Um, recommendation to us, actually His command to us is to forgive others as we have been forgiven. And that is not to set the other person free, it's to set yourself free. It's to say, I'm no longer going to live with that Uh, that stone of offense, that stone of hurt, that stone of disappointment, that stone of abuse, that that stone of my past. I'm no longer going to allow it to rob me of the fullness of life that Jesus Christ died for on the cross. He didn't die for you on the cross so you could limp through life. He didn't die for us on the cross so we could just scrape through life. He, he died on the cross for us that, he may, that we may be filled with the power of His Holy Spirit, that we may carry great loads through our life, but, but not walking in pain or, or with a limp. So today, because we're, we're out of time, we're going to pray in a minute. And I want you to consider what you're carrying in your life, your jobs, your, your teams, your businesses, your marriages, your children, all the complexities of your life. But I also want you to consider what stones you have in your boot that this morning God is asking you to deal with. He's saying, don't walk out with the same stone that you walked in with. Don't go another week. Don't go another kilometer. Don't go another, another meter with that stone, stop this morning and allow God to help you remove that, that stone that's in your boot, that, that hurt that's in your heart, and not just to remove it, but to bring healing to that place in your heart that you may find a new season of freedom coming to you. And when we forgive, the prisoner that gets set free is ourselves. We release the responsibility of being the judge, We release the responsibility of deciding what was right or wrong. And we choose forgiveness and we choose freedom. And although we may have been a victim, that does not mean we have to remain a victim. You may have unjustly suffered wrongs. You may have been a victim to certain things. But this morning, I want to 
remind you that you don't have to remain a victim. That through choosing forgiveness, you choose back your freedom. You take back that which may have been robbed from you. And you're saying this morning, I may have been, but I'm not going to remain. I may have been, but I'm not going to remain. As from today on, I'm no longer going to remain the victim. I'm going to choose the high road of forgiveness. I'm going to choose the high road that leads to freedom. I'm going to choose the high road that leads to a new life and a new season and a new day. And it all begins with this F word, the word that is forgiveness. Choosing to allow the stone of unforgiveness to become like the marshmallow of forgiveness. Sweet, tasty and soft. Jesus, let me pray for you all this morning. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.